Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It used to be if someone posted a picture on Facebook, you could like it. Now, if someone posts something on Facebook, you could like it. You can ha-ha it. You could even cry over it, depending on which emoji you choose. And to be honest, it feels like a lot of pressure to pick a category. Like it's bad enough that you, you know, you feel you have to like everything. Or at least I do because I'm, I'm not a lurker. I want to make people feel validated. But now if I like a picture of someone's baby, I feel like I'm saying I like your baby. I don't love it, but I like it just fine. That's what like feels like on Facebook. I feel like it feels rude, to be honest. I feel like it feels rude. So the question is, how far are we going to go with this? How much validation and How many levels of validation are we going to have to provide to people? Do people pay attention to whether you loved it or you liked it? Do people know the difference? Because I don't between a heart and an emoji face that's hugging hearts, which I thought was a cuddle or a hug. Why do we have to share so many feelings with each other? It's bad enough that social media exists and I use it. I do. I use it. But I think we could all agree we kind of wish it didn't exist. So why are they making the feelings part so complicated when you could just toss a like out there into the universe and never think about it again? Now, every time I like your post, I have to decide what my inner feelings are. Like it's some sort of shrink appointment that I didn't feel like having that day. Anyway, it's something to think about. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Okay, speaking of Facebook, I just also want to add, I was over Facebook. I really was because I felt like it became useless. I was really into Instagram and Twitter and all the other things, and now... I feel like I personally am making a comeback to looking at Facebook and I figured out the reason why, because Facebook doesn't have the flexing and the phoniness of Instagram. Facebook is just people like, here's my kid's birthday. Here's my kid's graduation. It's my mother's anniversary, whatever it is. It's the kind of stuff. If you wanted to keep up with old friends, you'd want to see. it's not face tuned, filtered images of people out videoing their food, showing that they're at some sort of restaurant that night. So, you know, at least for that moment that they are cooler than you are. It just feels like exactly what it was meant to be. A book of faces that, you know, even though Facebook has now changed its name to Meta, a topic I'm not ready to get into because it seems a little more complicated, like I'd have to do some research because I don't quite understand. We will revisit the name change at a later date. But I just wanted to quickly give a little props to Facebook on that. Okay, guys, my don't hate me this week. Speaking of social media, a topic I love to discuss on this show. Don't hate me. But if you take a break from social media, I personally don't think you have to announce your comeback as though you are arriving home from fighting overseas in some sort of world war, okay? You were able to delete your app for what? Two weeks? Some people only four days and they're like, after a long break, after a long hiatus, I'm now in touch with myself. 
and I'm back to annoy you. I'm just kidding. You guys don't annoy me, but you know what I'm talking about. Why are we, why do we have to announce that we're back? I get it. By the way, like whatever, like if you need to take your break, take it. I don't understand the departure announcement either, to be honest, who's paying that close attention. But I get if you're like a business and that's your main way people contact you. I get to say, I'm taking a break. I can't be reached here. Contact me elsewhere. But if that doesn't apply to you, don't hate me, but I don't feel that we need to make these grand announcements. I certainly don't need to hear your emotional journey when you return. How those four days off social media have given you clarity of mind and spirit. And now you're so in tune with yourself that you are spiritually cleansed in some way. My point is, if you take a break, that's amazing. I support it 100%. I actually think it's good for you. But we don't need to dedicate some sort of statue in your name when you return. That's all I'm saying. But if I could be completely honest, there's a good chance we didn't even know you were gone. Don't hate me. Okay, guys, on a lighter note, I just want to say I'm so excited we did our um, next giveaway. It was announced to Olivia from Utah. I'm so excited that that giveaway of True Lemon went to Utah. I love True Lemon, you guys. I talk about it all the time, but I'm so excited that that giveaway went to Utah because last giveaway went to Montana, and I just feel like I'm covering all the mountainous areas of America, and those are my favorite areas, Uh, so I'm so excited excited about that. Thank you so much for your um, reviews, your feedback. I love it. Don't forget to follow along at official social studies and at Jenna Kingsley. As always, please email me with any topics you would like to hear about on this show and I will give you credit. And I'm really excited for today's show. I think you're going to find my guests hilarious. So let's get into today's episode. Guys, I am so excited for my guest today. Her name is Andrea Laventhal. She is People Magazine's beauty and style director, and she is friggin' hilarious. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you. Me and my gap button down are so happy to be here. I said to Andrea, because you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, it's something I talk about all the time. But I I felt I was getting dressed up for Andrea today by wearing my Justin Bieber Purpose Tour hoodie. I bought this in probably 2015, 2016. So it's vintage. It's vintage. I was at the concert and I turned to the line of little girls and I was like, what is the piece? Like, what do I need right, to right. own here? Because I know mm-hmm. they all know going into the, co- the mm-hmm. concert and they're like, you need the sweatshirt. And it was in a spinning glass case. <laughs> like it was waiting for Thomas Crown to like come and take it. And I was like, okay, okay, I, I, it's, it's mine. You were the only one who didn't have, have to ask your mom for permission to buy it. I've, when I say I wear it, I wear, I, to me, this is like the Chanel handbag of sweatshirts. I wear it all around. I travel with it. I, it's like a security blanket. So anyway, I am dressed up for you in my very own way. I, I appreciate it. I, I do love that sweatshirt. Andrea, where are you from? Because I am obsessed with your voice. You might be like the only person. I'm obsessed and I'll tell you why, but where are you from? I'm originally from Livingston, New Jersey, not Long Island. People always think I'm from Long Island with my 
Japsent, which is my Jappy accent, <laughs> but I'm from New Jersey. My mother doesn't think I have an accent, by the way, because she doesn't hear her own. It remind your voice reminds me so much. Growing up, one of my mother's best friend's daughters, whose name was Doreen, but she changed it to Jesse later I can on. See that. It's a nice rebrand. Yeah, it's a, a nice rebrand. You have the exact same voice, and I thought she was the coolest person. And you know who else I think you sound like? And I don't mean this meanly because I'm obsessed, but it's, I think it's the accent because it's not like anything other than the accent, but you have a little bit of an Isaac Mizrahi vibe. Have you heard that before? No, no. But as long as you don't tell me, someone once told me I looked exactly like Celine Dion and I stopped speaking to them that that day. (laughs) It was a coworker too. So it wasn't like, by the way, you you look nothing like Isaac, your mannerisms aren't like, it's something about the, and by the way, and I friggin' love his voice because it reminds me of this family. So maybe um, you're from the same place. It's not deliberate at all. In fact, way back when I worked at Cosmopolitan for years and they wanted to put me on Cosmo Radio, which was a channel we had on Sirius for a few years, but our editor-in-chief did not enjoy what she called my regional dialect. So they sent me to a voice coach for all of two lessons. And as you can (sighs) tell, they were extremely effective. That is amazing. I love it. Look I love it. I'm really, really looking forward to having you. I found Andrea through Amber Katz. You guys heard on my podcast. Amber's one of my favorite followers. I love her content. She's a great Brilliant. content curator. And she told me to follow you. And then I was like, wait a second, this woman, girl, lady. I prefer girl. Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, this hot chick Mm-hmm. is perfect for this social smoking settings. Hot piece of ass is this smoking hot <laughs> piece of ass who looks nothing like Celine Dion. But sounds exactly but, like Isaac Mizrahi. <laughs> but sounds like Isaac Mizrahi is coming on my show. Amazing. What is it about Goop that makes me feel like I need to have all of it? Like I even needed Gwen- to smell Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina with Candle, the candle. Yeah. Like so, I, I went to buy it and it was sold out. Why? Why? I don't care what her vagina smells like. What's so, I do. Um, so I <laughs> am actually interviewing her in person this week. Oh my God. Is there any way you can like work it in? I need to know all about the vagina candle. So I'm going to ask her, I'm going to reference this and say, I was recently <laughs> on a podcast and I was asked, what is it about goop that makes us feel like we need everything? And I will tell you, she has impeccable taste and her and the people she hires because I find myself on that site looking for information about sex, wellness, vitamins, my relationships. Like uh, I trust her in a way I don't trust like a lot of people. I I don't know my own gynecologist. She is my gynecologist. Gwyneth is my guy. Oh my God. Let's get merch made. Yes. Gwyneth is my guy. Yes. (laughs) We're totally getting that. I want the sweatshirt. We'll put it in a glass case. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, literally, can I tell you when I saw the vagina candle, obviously like as a comedy writer, my first thing was to like, go like make the jokes, whatever. Then I was like, I got to order the candle. 
I yes. need my house to smell like Gwyneth's vagina. Like it's not even a question. Sold, um, out. Sold out. It's incredible. It, it it is, and it's such a testament to how much people. I don't. Maybe they only made three, though. We don't know how many. We they don't produced, know. In all fairness, maybe they never manufactured it, and it was all you know a, a, a brilliant marketing scheme. I'll ask her. The other thing is, like, she put out a vibrator. She did, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I bought it. I bought and, it. And I highly recommend the gut that's vibrator. What I heard. I I, 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 I read like a, a review. I highly recommend the goop vibrator. Again, I see it sold out. I have to, so I have to go on the wait list. I love something that's sold out. Right. I am the sucker for the sold out. Well, you're I like everybody must know something I don't. Everybody must. By the way, that's my rule about clothing shopping. Yeah, if, if there's something it. that's sold out, I'm like, I did want this. You're like, what is what? Where is everybody at this party wearing these <laughs> shoes? Like, where, where is that magical place? I just went into Ula Johnson last week. Oh. I know. Oh. Please, literally, I need. I literally need to get four more jobs after what I did. Talk about needing to do a bake sale. But what did you get? Everything. I, I literally. They just crush. They crush. 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 But. My point is, I was like, oh, there's something maybe I want to exchange. I went on the website. Every single item they have, waitlist, like in the whole store. And I was like, smart. I did it right. Or like you said, they ordered two things. I don't know, but I fall for it. What is your worst beauty fail? Like when you look back on your life and you think of the worst decision that you made only one. I it could only be one. The worst one. I was going to say there was like a ten year stretch where. Okay, so when I was probably eleven, twelve ish, um, my parents gave me way too much leeway with my um, my own beauty. I, like they let me buy what I wanted, you know, with my own money and use beauty products however I saw fit. And I bought Sun In, and I sprayed oh. it in my medium brown hair. On vacation, I took it to on vacation with us. They didn't even know what was in my suitcase. I could have been transporting meth. They had no idea. But I had sun in. Oh, I would spray it in my hair. I would jump in the pool. I would spray it in my hair. I would go hang out in the ocean. So on vacation, my hair turned a beautiful, vibrant shade of yellow that we just called blonde. And my mom's like, "Look, your highlights are coming through." I was like, "Mm -hmm." "By the time I stepped foot off the plane at Newark Airport, my hair was green." and orange with some of that beautiful yellow still shining through. We were in the grocery store and a woman, one of my mom's friends saw us and she said to my mother, you have to do something about Andrea's hair. And it was like, I don't know what my mom was, what her plan was up until that moment, but it wasn't until like Barbara Schwartz said something to my mom that she was like, I guess you're right. So she took me to her hairstylist who was like, I'm just going to have to dye it dark brown. So they dyed it the darkest shade of brown. And because of all the peroxide and whatever, it took unevenly. So they were like, you know what? We'll just cut off the bottom part. No, no. So I emerged with a dark brown bob. No. Up to my chin. No. And let me tell you, I don't think it was a coincidence that for the next two years, I did not have one male suitor. (laughs) 
Wait a second. Or female. That is such a good one. It's that is such a good one. I used sun in religiously for years. And the worst thing about me using it is I have reddish hair. Like you can't tell I have a lot of blonde highlights. It pulled such an ugly penny bronze. Horrible. And I walked around like that for years. And by the way, no one told my mother. So I just walked around ugly forever. But I'm going to tell you mine. Please. It's really bad. When I was, I was probably in fourth grade and I was finally, this was like in the wild west of the city when there was no rules. I grew up in the city and back then nobody cared. There wasn't like 360. There was like, no, you sent your kids out. my, My camp friends were from the city. were like from a different planet. I was allowed to cross the street and I could cross one street. Like that Mm -hmm. was the rule. Like I could go, I could cross the Avenue. I can cross side street, but I couldn't like then keep walking across the street was a really shitty hairdresser. And I was like, you know what? Can I go get my haircut by myself? And my mom said, yes, I was in fourth grade. She gave me her credit card or whatever. And I went on my way and I had long hair and I asked for the Pat Benatar. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. You have photos? I somewhere. Andrew, Get them. They cut all of my hair off. And I was pale and freckly and like lanky. And I looked like a little boy. I come home so excited to look like Pat. Because love, happy. after all, is a battlefield. I walked in. My parents like couldn't look at me. They were like, uh Oh, like, first of all, is your mother in jail? She's not in jail. My mom was a fashion designer when I was growing up. So she always had like a little bit of a, but I was ugly. Like I was ugly. Like there's no, there's no, I looked like a little boy with a Pat Benadar haircut. And my mom had to start buying like pink like polo, like pink clothing for me. Oh, It was so ugly. And let me tell you something. I, my hair grows really fast. That haircut, not no, so much. Stuck around. Can you please, please, please I find need a to photo? find a picture. I, I cannot believe, first of all, again, your mother should be in jail. Um, <laughs> maximum sentence. The person who cut your hair, I don't even, I mean, license Can you imagine remote. a fourth grader walking in and being like, give me the pet Benatar and not being like, can I get your parents' permission? It was well, like a different time. Different time. They were like, my mom I always like say like I think my mom wanted to be me to be ugly because the bus would be coming to pick us up for school and she would quickly be like let me just cut your hair and she would use packing wait fact she would use packing scissors and like suddenly decide to like give us bangs or like and it was like oh like these old like really yeah, like little house like on the prairie in. scissors and I was like I just was so ugly and I'm like mom like you were a fashion designer you she knew better you. she I think do you think she hated me mom did, mom she's definitely listening mom I know you love me but maybe I, 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 mean, I always, my parents like were the anti-Jewish parents. I'm like, where were you when I was <laughs> dumping a bottle of sun in on my head? It where were you? I Jolene's my eyebrows because I read. <laughs> oh, I, I Jolene'd my, obviously Jolene'd my eyebrows. I read that Kevin Aquan did it on all the supermodels in his book. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, certainly Linda, if it works for Linda. And obviously. Katie, and Amber and Shalom, it'll work on Andrea. 
So By I, the way, that well, is something that my mom's friend did tell on me about. Like we were, I saw her at Warren Tracomi. I was with my mom, like getting my hair done. And she said, Jenna has to fix her eyebrows because I had Jolene. I love that both of us had like the lines mothers. What is the chuggiest basic bitch thing on your radar right now that's popular in beauty or style? Well, okay, this is kind of interesting. I don't know if this is chuggy, but I recently rediscovered Banana Republic. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Sensible workwear, yes, but also a bright yellow pantsuit. Am I wearing it to meet Gwyneth? I may be. It's also interesting. People love the pantsuit. I love a pantsuit because it's like a dress. You know, you don't have to, you know, think about it's one and done. Banana Republic has gotten really good again. It's kind of got a J. Crewish vibe, but more, less preppy, more utilitarian. I'm going to say something that I'm not proud of. I didn't even think he was open anymore. Sad. It is sad. They should do better marketing. (laughs) I literally, now I have to check it out. And this stuff isn't cheap. Like banana's gone high end. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like, you know what I thought was really expensive for what it was, was Club Monaco. Club Monaco. I was like, who do you think you are, Club Monaco? Club Monaco (laughs) is out of control. Because it's nothing special. And they're like, oh, this sweater is going to be $595. I bought into it for, so for so long, I would see they were having a sale. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. Finally, I could buy another silky blouse. It's <laughs> the like, weirdest thing. Another cashmere crew in a beautiful muted shade of nothing. I, <laughs> I think it's, they're owned by Ralph Lauren, which a lot of people don't know. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So maybe it's their, you know, hoity-toity parent company. I don't know. (laughs) Also, if you ever go to the flagship, they have like a lot of beautiful um, landscaping plants. They have some greens and flowers and shrubs. And I feel like that's expensive to maintain, which is why we're all paying $250 (gasps) for a sweater. (laughs) And that landscaper. It's beautiful. It's very elegant. Great. Well, it's kind of like my feeling about restoration hardware. Like for some reason, it's a (laughs) honeypot. It's like a social media honeypot. People go to Restoration Hardware and they feel they need to post a picture of them modeling at Restoration. What is that? Can you talk to me about that? It's like, here I am in front of a leather couch. I can't afford. You can't afford. Actually, no one in here could buy. But yet it's back ordered. I know. Take a picture of me and, and go to the cafe. Like, I'm obsessed with, by the way, Restoration Hardware is a honeypot. It's like the hottest restaurant in town. The amount of... of- like influencers type pictures that need to be in there because for retailers to justify right the commercial uh real estate space and like the lease they have to turn it into something experiential which is Mm -hmm. why monaco is a coffee shop yeah to the one with the pretty flowers so if it's not like an instagram destination or you can't serve overpriced cappuccinos or caesar salads what are you even doing as a store exactly you you have to pierce ears you have to like read auras. You got to give the people something more than just whatever you think you're selling. You know what works for me when stores give me alcohol? That works for me. 
when when you go to a dry bar and it's like four o'clock on a Thursday or Friday and they're like, would you like a glass of champagne? And you're like, I know this champagne is $3 and I know I'm going to regret it, but I am watching how to lose a guy in 10 days while getting my Manhattan blowout and drinking this crappy champagne. By the way, do you know that's one of my top like 10 favorite movies of all time? I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing to be, you know, I recently, uh, and her name is Andy, Andy, Andy Anderson. Um, I recently caught 27 dresses for the 52nd time. And that one every time gets me every time. Although I don't know why they thought that making Catherine Heigl's hair, that color would like signal that she's sad. What color was it? Was it brown? It was like the lightest shade of brown. Clearly they were like, well, she's the sad sister. So her oh, hair is to be brown and yeah. Malin Ackerman gets to be blonde. Got but it, it would have been so much more believable as a blonde. Anyway. I just watched my, with my son because he had never seen it. Almost Famous. And? he Well, he loves music. It was mm-hmm. one of the greatest. I mean, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Of all time. Of all time. Mm-hmm. I was like sobbing at the end. I was oh. like, it's just so good. God, nothing has ever made me want to be just like, you know, somebody's muse. Yeah. I, I mean, know. without the sex part, because I'm pretty prude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could just inspire music and wear the cool outfits and just like, but also I like to go to bed early. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of not the best for And me, you but- wouldn't be like the greatest band-aid because no. I think you have to stay up for 24 hours i'd be like let's have a really sexy brunch (laughs) (laughs) i will totally come to your brunch show Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before i let you go do you have any social observations that you want to make on this podcast like i was hoping you were gonna ask me (laughs) are you really Yes, because oh my god, I'm so happy because usually people get so freaked out by that question. The minute you started talking to Amber about it, I was like, "What would mine be?" And then I didn't know, and then it happened, and I wrote it down just in case. (gasps) Love that. Okay, this is it. Okay, this is what happened. This is how I knew. Okay, when you run into a good friend, not an acquaintance, a good Mm -hmm. friend, even like a best at the grocery store. It is like the two of you are coworkers at best. Nothing is weirder. It just happens to me. I'm at the grocery store. I see my friend. She's with her husband inexplicably in like the middle of the day. We look at each other. We're like, hi, in that crazy high voice. Right, right. Because it's also the uncomfortable voice. She just blurts out, I'm not wearing a bra. (laughs) And like, I'm like not even listening because I'm like, Saxon has soccer practice and I just signed Vaughn up for music and I needed to come in for some apples. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Who are we just were texting earlier today, but we've lost all sense of how to behave. What that, is a, that is and so true. And then you don't know how to say goodbye because you're like, how long do we banter? In the court, we weren't expecting this. We weren't prepared. It's not lunch. That Um, is such a good one, Andrea. That is so true. I mean, I left and I felt like dizzy because I, my voice just kept getting higher and higher as I was talking to her and I like had no breath and I didn't know how to act by the time I got outside. I was like, (gasps) you know what? That is such a good point. 
The point is, it is, it's so much more awkward running into a best friend or a close friend <laughs> than it is running into an acquaintance. Because you acquaintance, oh, you, how are like, you? Hi, yeah, oh, everything good as yeah. you're passing. Great to see you. But with a best friend, you're like, do we stay here together in the grocery store? Do we walk around together? I'm going to, so weird. I'm going to tell you something. My best friend Jenny, who's been on this podcast a bunch, she's just hilarious. And I force her on because she's hilarious and hates like everything. She's so she's the perfect person for this podcast. But she I was on the phone with her yesterday and I was walking down Third Avenue and she we're on the phone and I'm taking like a long walk. I was doing errands and all of a sudden we get to an intersect and on she's out. But I'm not like, where are you? Like, because it yeah. would never be that we like we're just both out doing our shit during like life. I'm, I'm standing at the intersection on the phone. <laughs> I'm like cringing. So I'm and like, I see I'm her. Your best friend in the I wild. see it's her weird. across the avenue about to cross. And I'm like, is that you in front of me about to cross? <laughs> I her eyes, be like, no, it's not. And then like I hung up the phone and I live for her. We speak all day, every day. Every listener knows I live for Jenny. I was like, what do I do when I see her? Like I hung up and I was like, do we, how long do we talk for? And same thing. I'm like, you. oh, I'm going here to get, like, I felt like I had to explain why I was on this. like blabbing the weird, like my friend, I'm not wearing a bra. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I once killed a man in New Mexico. Yeah. Like, what? It was so weird. And her husband's standing there and I'm like waving and she's like, he's off from work right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I'm dead. That is such a good one, Andrea. Oh, I'm so glad. I really wanted to share with you. <laughs> I am so glad you did. That is so good. Andrea, I usually ask that question and it's like people like I have collapse a onto I feel themselves. Like my whole life is awkward human exchanges. I love that. I love it. That (sighs) is so good. Andrea, well done. I loved it. Andrea, I loved having you and I hope you come back again. And I'm not just saying that. I love talking about myself because you, (laughs) you are, all of your observations are very, very honest and very uh, in the vein of social studies. So I'm definitely, definitely having you back on. I'm I'm available. Andrea, how can people find you, stalk you, get involved, just know everything about you? Labs, A-N-D-I-L-A-V-S on Instagram. And one of these days I'll have, I'll get on the talk. I just don't know how to use it. I'm going to teach you. Please, I would love I'm going to, two things, I'm going to teach you the talk. And if I could find a picture Uh, of the haircut. I was going to say, number one. that's going to go on the gram. Benatar. So ugly. So ugly. Okay. Andrea, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Hang on one second. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.